Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. This morning we are continuing, as Pastor Gabby just said, our series called I Am. Would you say it with me? I Am. Come on one more time. I Am. It's a series where we are looking at the statements that Jesus made about himself. Seven statements in the book of John. He said that I am. And uh, week one, we looked at the statement that Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Would you say it? I am the bread of life. That was a great message that kicked off our series. Week two, we said, I am. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Week three, Pastor Gabby spoke last week. Who enjoyed her preaching last week? It was, come on, I think a few more of us. It's a great message. Gab, she enjoyed it. I am the door of the sheep. That was an amazing message. And I've really been enjoying this series so far. You know, when we meet people, we tell them who we are. We introduce our name, the work that we do, whether we're married or we have children. And it's so important so we can get to know people. Well, Jesus in his I am statements is telling us about himself. He's revealing his character and his divine nature, and so it's great for us to know who Jesus is when he says, I am. If you missed those messages, what can you do, guys? Jump onto the podcast, jump onto our YouTube channel, watch the service again, share it with someone. That would be amazing. Let's pray this morning. God, today I thank you that no matter where we are, God, you're with us. Wherever we go, your presence is there before us. So I pray this morning, as we've already met with you today in our praise and worship, that we would meet again with you in our study of the Word, in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, turn to the person next to you and say, you're looking good this morning. Turn to the other person and say, you're looking good as well. Uh, Growing up, I was a PK. And uh, if you don't know what that is, that's a pastor's kid. And is there any pastor's kids here today? I know there's a couple of us here who are PKs, pastors' kids, and uh, we were, uh, uh, so living at home, my parents were pastors, and what would happen is, if you know, Craig and Chris will know, pastors Craig and Pastor Chris will know this, you have people that come through your church, visiting ministry, other pastors who might have come from interstate or overseas or here from Melbourne, and they'd come to your church and preach, and then they might come and, uh, to your home and you do lunch or dinner or something along those lines. Well, I remember one time there was this guest pastor that came to preach at our church and I can't remember what he preached can't remember I'm sure it was an amazing word a powerful word of God but I can't remember what he preached upon because I was quite young but I do remember that he came to our house uh, later that day or sometime and he bought gifts who loves someone bringing gifts come on we all love people that bring gifts right well usually the gifts would go to mum and dad But this was different. He brought gifts for me and my brother. I've got a twin brother. His name's Kestrel. And those gifts were two big bags of lollies. Come on, does anyone like lollies? We all like lollies. Two big bags of lollies. And you're you're like looking at me like, this guy's probably about 25, 30. Well, I'm a little bit older than that. So this is in the 80s and the 90s. And in my house, there weren't a lot of lollies. There wasn't a lot of lollies in my house. So these two big bags of lollies were like, this is amazing. Like my brother and I, we were eating them with just big smiles in our face. You might be wondering, who was this amazing pastor that did that? Well, guess what? It was Pastor Craig Anderson, who is sitting here today. Come on, can we give pastors Craig and Chris a big clap? 
Pastor Gab's already said it, but these people have made an amazing difference for the kingdom of God with their toil and their sowing and their unwavering faith. We need more women and men like these guys in the kingdom of God to reach people for Jesus Christ. You know, there are people that we meet in our lives who are good people. And I don't know whether you've ever stopped to think about the good people that you've met in your life. They may have been in your past. They might be in your present, but just people who have been good to you. And I can look back and, you know, aside from the bag of lollies, there were other people in my life that were good to me. They blessed me. They blessed my brother. They, they blessed my parents. They blessed our family. Just good people. Come on, think about some good people in your life that you've met. Well, today, Jesus, he leans into this word good, and it forms part of his I am statement that we're going to be looking at this morning, church. John 10, verse 11. If you have your Bibles, you can turn. Otherwise, it will be on the screen behind me. Jesus says this. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. This is I am statement number four from Jesus. What is it? I am the good shepherd. What is it about Jesus that makes him a good shepherd? Well, today we're going to delve into that and look at that and see what we can unpack. Jesus, he's using an analogy here about being a shepherd. And we will talk about that uh, a little bit later. But he also talks about sheep. He talks about, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for the sheep. And so we have to ask ourselves, who are the sheep? And probably if you've been in church for a while, you'll know this. But if you're new to church, you may not. The sheep are another analogy. And as Gabby shared last week, the sheep are who? It's us. The sheep is you. The sheep is me. Come on, turn to the person next to you and say, hello, sheep. How are you going, sheep? That's you. That's me. And why does Jesus call us sheep? Why do the scriptures, if you look in the Bible, the Old Testament, the New Testament, so often refer to the believers of Christ, the people who believe in God, the people of Israel, why does it often refer to us, to them, as being sheep? Well, there's a few things that we need to know. And uh, I personally don't have a lot of interaction with sheep in my life. I'm a software engineer, a pastor, sort of got pretty, you know, weak hands here. But my dad grew up on a sheep farm. And he grew up on a sheep farm in New Zealand in a place called Paparoa, beautiful place. I've actually been to the farm and seen it. Uh, it's a beautiful place of rolling hills, green and valleys and streams and paddocks. And it's just beautiful, beautiful place to be. And so he tells stories of when he was younger growing up on the farm and he and his, his dad uh, having to deal with the sheep. He tells stories about them. He tells lots of funny stories about them. And uh, he tells stories about him and uh, my nandad. We, we used to call my grandfather nandad. And you're probably like, why, why did you call him nandad? Well, that's a story for another day. We can't. But we called him nandad. And he would tell stories about dad and nandad going and rescuing sheep from rivers, having to pull them out of boggy mud. You know, three sheep, four sheep, pulling them out and then turning around and they're all back in the mud again. He would talk about having to care for them and, you know, look after them and mend wounds and to, to bandage uh, broken legs and just caring for the sheep. He tells stories about leading them from one paddock to the next paddock, taking them to places where there's better food and at nighttime watching over them and the lambs as they were born and taking care of them and all those things and doing those things. See, because by themselves, they would just get into trouble. 
They would just end up in the mud. They'd end up in the river. They'd end up in places that they shouldn't be. And they needed the constant care and the protection of my dad and my grandfather, Nandad. See, what we need to know is this. The sheep can't care for themselves. Left to themselves, to their own devices, they're going to wander off. They're going to, be, they're going to starve. They're going to drown. They're going to be eaten by predators. They're going to go places where they shouldn't. They're going to find themselves separated and lost from the flock. They need constant care and protection. You know, as I was reading this passage of Scripture during the week, I thought to myself, that sounds like me. The analogy of sheep, it is so perfect for me. It's a great analogy for me. And I, and I say that it's probably a good analogy for you. And it's a good picture of humanity and, and mankind. See, Isaiah 53, 6 says this. All we like sheep have gone what? Astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And church, you know, I'm just like a sheep. Left to my own devices. My own sinful desires will, will arise, will take over. Left to my own devices, I'll be at the mercy and the, of the stresses and the worries and the anxieties of life and the world. The, the pressures of this world will cause me to make bad decisions, to go to bad places, to end up with bad company, to do all these things. Uh, left to my own divorces, devices, I'll be lost in a sea of hurt and despair and unforgiveness and anger and hate. I need something or someone to care for me, to protect me, to look after me. And the question is, who looks after the sheep? The shepherd looks after the sheep. It's the shepherd who looks after the sheep. See, the shepherd takes care of the sheep. The shepherd protects the sheep. The shepherd says, hey, come with me, follow me. I'm going to lead you into a place where there's good food, there's good grass to eat. The shepherd says, hey, come with me. I'm going to lead you to a good river. It's a place where there's good water. It's not full of viruses or bacteria or mud. The shepherd says, hey, come to this place of rest that I have for you. It's safe. It's protected. You can find security here. I'll protect you from the, 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 the attacks of the predators and stuff like that. The sheep need the shepherd. And, and I hope we're kind of getting this. I hope when we know where this is leading. Just like sheep, I too need a shepherd. I need someone to care for me. I need someone to protect me. You need someone to protect us. And Jesus, he steps into our world. He comes into our world as the good shepherd. He steps in and he says, hey, I am the good shepherd. I am your shepherd. And he calls us to himself. He calls us to himself. And at first, those words where he says, I am the good shepherd, they may just be words to us. But as we spend more time in God's presence, as we spend more time listening for the voice of Jesus, we start to experience and realize that these words are so, so true. He is the good shepherd. He's the best shepherd. He's the greatest shepherd. He's the most magnificent and wonderful shepherd that you or I or humanity could ever experience. And I think we should give Jesus some praise this morning. He's our good shepherd. And as the good shepherd, Jesus protects us from our enemies. And he cares for us. And he looks after us, our physical and our spiritual needs. And he brings us into a place of safety and a place of rest. And he watches over us. He is the good shepherd. Psalm 23, we may know it, talks about the good shepherd. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
He leads me into green pastures. He makes me lie down. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I pray, church, our prayer, our desire, our declaration, our heart says, Jesus, be my shepherd. That we would say to God, God, I want to be led by you. I want to experience your pastures, your still water. I want to experience your righteousness. I want to experience your restoration of my soul. Is anyone here this morning that needs their soul restored? Come on, we've been through two years where we need God to restore our soul. So Jesus, he's our shepherd. He's our good shepherd. But what sets him apart from others? What sets Jesus apart as a good shepherd from other shepherds, from any other shepherd? What makes Jesus different from others? Jesus is set apart as a good shepherd by his willingness to lay his life down for his sheep. As Jesus is speaking to the people who are surrounding him as he's giving this message, this sermon, this discussion. There would have been all types of different people there. There would have been religious leaders. They were always there listening to Jesus. They were trying to catch him out. There would have been other followers there. They saw Jesus as as someone to follow, a rabbi. There would have been Roman soldiers, perhaps, listening on the fringes, just making sure he wasn't some revolutionary. There would have been men and women who were walking to the markets or the synagogue, perhaps children going to school. But there were all these people around him all the time. But as Jesus was talking about a shepherd and how he lays his life down, every single one of those people would understand that, yes, a shepherd, his duty is to protect his sheep. And it's not unusual for a shepherd to lay down their life for their sheep. David, in fact, in the Old Testament, we all know King David, the man who slew Goliath. When he's talking to Saul before he goes out to face uh, Goliath the giant, he says this in 1 Samuel uh, 17.34. He says this, But David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father. See, David was a shepherd. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went out after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. You know, guys, if you've got a great beard here today, that's not something new. Even the beards and the li- even the bears and the lions in the Old Testament had amazing beards. <laughs> David says, hey, I was a shepherd. When something arose against my sheep, I went out and I protected my sheep. I rescued my sheep. But you know, the sheep wouldn't risk his life unnecessarily. The sheep wouldn't just go out and lay his life down the line if there was not a reason. Biblical scholar D.A. Carson says this, The shepherd does not die for his sheep to serve as an example, throwing himself off a cliff in a grotesque or futile display while bellowing, See how much I love you. I love you. No, the assumption is that the sheep are in mortal danger. They're in danger. That in their defense, the shepherd loses his life and by his death, they are saved. That and that alone is what makes him the good shepherd. To paraphrase D.A. Carson, the sheep are in danger and the shepherd lays down his life to save them. And church today, can I tell you something? That is the gospel message. That is good news. Jesus saw us and he saved us. See, I don't know about you, but my life was in danger. I was in danger. Sin was there to ensnare me, to entrap me. 
to an eternity separated from God in a place called hell. But Jesus, our good shepherd, he sees us in that danger. He steps out of heaven, comes to earth as a man and as God, and he says, I am your good shepherd. You can uh, escape that future and experience a future in heaven and in glory with me because I will lay down my life for my sheep. And perhaps you're here today and you, you know about Jesus, but you don't know him as your good shepherd. Perhaps today you've never heard about Jesus, or you may have, but you've not fully understand it. But Jesus, as your good shepherd, he lays down his life for you because he loves you and, because, and he's your good shepherd. But not just that, he's also your savior. See, he will save you from that eternity where you will be separated from God. He wants to, uh, to take you from that place. He comes and he says, hey, if you will believe in me, if you would come to me and say, Jesus, I believe in you and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. And you may be here today and you're like, saved from what? I don't feel like I need saving. Every single one of us, the scripture says, have sinned and fallen short of God's plan and God's will. That means that we will face an eternity separated from him. But Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for my sheep. And today, if you've never made that decision to say, hey, Jesus, you are my savior. I want to come to you and believe in you. If you've never made that decision to say, Jesus, you are my good shepherd who laid down your life for me. I want to give you an opportunity at the end of my message to invite Jesus into your life. Jesus continues on into John 10 verse 14. He makes another I am. He makes the same I am statement. He says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for this sheep. Jesus, he reiterates again, hey, I'm the good shepherd. He says again, hey, I laid down my life for my sheep. But then he makes an astonishing statement. He makes an astonishing, he says something really amazing. He says that I know the Father and the Father knows me. But then he follows it up and he says that I know my own and my own know me. He says, I've got this relationship with God, but there's also this relationship between me and between my own. And so who are his own? His sheep. His own is you and me. His own are those that believe in Jesus. His own are those who invited Jesus into his life. And they know his voice. The sheep know the voice of the shepherd. I've grown up in church and I've had sermons on this many times talking about how the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. And this week I was like, you know what, I just want to fact check this. Because I don't want him standing up there saying something and it ends up not being true. Like, has that ever happened to you? You say something and then later on you find out it's not right. So I jumped on, what did I do? I jumped on Google, <laughs> the purveyor of all knowledge. I won't say wisdom because sometimes there's not a lot of wisdom there, but there's purveyor of all knowledge. And I jumped on there and I did a search and I put the search words in. Do sheep know the voice of their shepherd? And it came back thousands of results, tons of results. And there were two main ones that I looked at. There was one from uh, YouTube which we'll talk about shortly. And then there was another one which came from the website Quora. Have, has anyone heard of the website Quora? You may have heard of it. What it is, it's a website where it's kind of like a question and answers website. So people go there, they post their questions, and then people respond and they answer and they give their opinions. And hopefully there's some truth, hopefully there's some facts in the answers that come back. So anyway, I, I found this question on Quora. It says, do sheep really know their shepherd's voice? And there were all these responses. And what really piqued my interest was, there was a lot of responses from shepherds. 
actual real shepherds. We're like, nah, there's no shepherds left in the world today. There are. There are shepherds out there. I mean, you know, in Western society, we may call them farmers. But, you know, in South America, the Middle East, different places, Europe, there's shepherds that look after sheep. And they all came back, uh, 100% of them were at least the ones that I read. They all came back and said, yes, the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. This is 100% true. This is fact. This is, this is truth. And uh, so church today, you can say, I learned something in church this morning. Sheep do know the voice of the shepherd. And there was a, another example that I saw on YouTube, and I, and I would have loved to play it this morning, but there's some licensing or something that you have to do, and, uh, you know, I found the example too late to get organized to do that. <laughs> Sorry, let's be, let's be truthful this morning. But anyway, it's this video of, of this, this field of sheep. This field of sheep, just picture it right now. This field of sheep and there's all these different sheep and they're white and they've got black heads and then there's normal colored sheep and they're, they're out there on this shield and there's a bit, of a bit of a hill and they're sort of, some of them are walking around and most of them have got their heads down and they're eating and there's little lambs walking past and they're nice and white. And then what happens is that there's this group of people, three people actually, who go up to the fence and they try to call out to the sheep. They try to call the sheep, and so the first person goes up and calls out to the sheep, and, and nothing, the second, the third, and every person, the sheep don't do anything. Like, they do nothing. They continue doing what they're doing. They continue doing sheep stuff, right? Whatever sheep stuff is. Finally, the shepherd, he steps forward. Uh, he steps out, and he starts to call out to the sheep. And, 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 and he starts doing these, like, little, little yips and yelps and little, little calls that he makes. And the first time, a couple of sheep stop. And they look up from, you know, they're eating and then they look up and they look around and they look towards him. And so then he does a couple more, you know, yells and, 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 and he's got these little phrases that he uses and, and some more sheep stop. And then some sheep actually start to walk, head towards him. And then he does he, three times, he does one last call and then all the sheep stop. A lot of them start walking and then the majority of them start running they start running to the shepherd, to where the voice is. And it's an amazing video. I'd encourage you to, to go home. Go home. Like, don't do, watch it now. Come, I see you. I can see you on YouTube. Watch it later. But it's an amazing video. All these sheep come running to the shepherd. And he steps into the field. And they're all mulling around him. And they're all barring and bleating and whatever other adjectives we have for sheep, whatever they do. And he starts to walk away and the sheep, they move with him. They start to follow him. It's an amazing video. You should, you should go and see that. Jesus, uh, watch it later. Jesus says, I, am the sh I know my sheep and my sheep know me. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. If the kids could come, that'd be great. H how do the sheep know the voice of the shepherd? They recognize his voice. And as I was reading uh, Cora, that website, as I continued to delve in and, you know, <laughs> want to find out more information about sheep and, and voices and stuff like that, the shepherds remarked that it takes time for the sheep to recognize the voice of the shepherd. Uh, the shepherds made the comment that it takes a period of time, like it doesn't happen overnight and it takes two months, uh, six months, three months, or perhaps as quickly as a month, but it takes time. For the sheep, they don't immediately recognize the voice of the shepherd, which we need to know today, church, is that to recognize the voice of Jesus in our own lives, it doesn't happen automatically. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, you've got to spend time in the presence of God to, re to recognize the voice of God. 
You've got to spend time, you know, just like those sheep spend time with the shepherd. They spend time with him in the, in the, in the pastures. They spend time with him by the, the waters. They spend time in rest, in his goodness. We've got to spend time with Jesus for us to recognize his voice. So the question is, how do we hear the voice of Jesus? Like, is there anyone here today that would say, I want to hear the voice of Jesus? Come on, I think all of us would. Okay, let me put it the, the other way. Is there anyone here that says, no, I don't want to hear Jesus' voice? Oh, tough crowd. We want to hear the voice of Jesus, don't we? We want to hear the voice of Jesus. And sometimes it could be a mystery to us. How do we hear Jesus' voice like like? Bronson, I am Jesus. When are we going to experience that? Well, I, I personally haven't experienced that in my life. Pastor Craig probably has. He's such a righteous and godly man. But I haven't experienced that. But can I give you two ways really quickly this morning? They're not going to be on the screen, but really quickly, how we hear the voice of Jesus. The number one way, guys, is to read our Bible. That's the number one way to hear the voice of God. I want to encourage you today that those words when you read them, they're not just words. It's the voice of God speaking to you. Scriptures say in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And I want to encourage you. There's a reason we call the Bible the Word. It's the Word of God. It speaks to you. And as you read those words, they jump off of the page. And it's God speaking to you. And you're like, oh, God, what do you say about finances? Read your Bible. You say, God, what do you say about health? Read your Bible. You say, God, what do you say about my salvation? You read the Bible. And Jesus, He's talking to you. His Spirit is speaking to your spirit. And you feel yourself being refreshed. And you feel your soul being restored. And you're like, thank you, Jesus. You're speaking to me through the Bible. The Bible, and then the other way, is the Holy Spirit. We hear the Holy Spirit speak to me. Those promptings that you get, those encouragements that you receive, those unctions, those, you know, it feels like your conscience, but it's not. It's actually the Holy Spirit telling you to do something, encouraging you to speak to someone. I was here uh, last week, I was here at the building and we're looking to do some, uh, to upgrade our security and camera system here at the church. And I was here with the landlord and the security installer and we were just talking about different things. And at the end of it, my landlord said, hey, I just want to have a chat with you. And uh, he's a great guy, but he can also be a difficult guy, difficult to deal with. And so I said, no problems. I had somewhere to be. I had a meeting. But I said, let's chat. Let's talk. Anyway, he started talking to me. And he just started sharing some things to me. And, and I could just, I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, hey, this is a moment. Take some time to be with him. You've got somewhere to be, but that can wait spend some time with me. And as he was sharing, he was just speaking to me about some things going on in his life, and I'm not going to share those things. But he said to me, I've got no one to speak to about these things of my heart. But I know you, and I know you're a pastor, and I want to speak to you, and I want to share it with you. And I, and I just said to him, hey, you know what? You know what, Tully, his name's Tully. Well, his real name is Greek. His real name is something I can't pronounce, but I won't even try. It's, it's very, very long. Um, but I said, hey, Tally, you know what? I, I, I want to pray for you. And he's like, oh, thank you for that. I said, no, no I want to pray for you right now. It's like, oh, pray for me now. He's like, okay. And so I prayed for him. And, and I want to encourage you, when, when you feel the Holy Spirit speak to you, grab the moment. Take the moment. You know, there's people in your life that if you said, can I pray for you? You know what most of them will say? Most of them will say yes. 
Most of them are going to say yes because they don't know what else to say. They don't want to be rude. They're going to say yes. And that's an opportunity for you to say, hey, God, this person, what they're going through in their life. God, whatever they're experiencing, Jesus, I pray that you come through. And I prayed for Tali and I said, hey, Jesus, this reconciliation that he's desiring, that he's wanting. I pray, God, you move in his life. Speak to him. After I prayed for him, it's like, oh, that was so good. Thank you, Pastor. I really appreciate it. And I just want to say, we've got to be led by, we've got to, we hear God's voice through the Bible and through the Holy Spirit. So we filter the Holy Spirit's voice through what we know the Bible says. And I want to encourage you, church, be Spirit-led. That's what we're desiring, more of God, less of us. His kingdom come, His will be done on earth as in heaven. We need to hear the voice of Jesus. As I start to finish up today, the shepherds on Korah, they also said this, that the sheep, they recognize the voice of the shepherd and they don't recognize the voice that isn't the shepherd. Like if you go home today and watch that video, that YouTube video, the sheep don't do anything for the voices of the people they don't recognize, but for the people, for the shepherd's voice, they do turn around and answer. And it's such a powerful picture. You know, uh, once you know the voice of Jesus, when other voices come your way, when other voices try to speak into your life, when other voices try to accuse you, condemn you, other voices try to pull you down, speak lies and death over your life, when those voices come and, and guilt and try to tempt you, you can turn around and say, hey, you know what? That's not the voice of my good shepherd. That's not the voice of the one who loves me, the one who lays down life for me. I rebuke you. I have nothing to do with you because I'm just listening to the voice of Jesus. And Jesus is saying to us, He's saying to you, He's saying to me, He's saying, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. I lay down my life for you. I call you. You know my name. I know your name. Listen for my voice, not another voice. We're His sheep. He's our good shepherd. And sheep, one last thing you need to know about them. You know, my dad said to me, sheep are very trusting. They, 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 they're very trusting and they're very following. So once sheep know you, they will trust you and they'll follow you. And an encouragement for us church today, don't just know Jesus, trust Jesus and follow Jesus. An encouragement for us today, church, don't just know the voice of Jesus. Would you trust Jesus with your life? Would you say, hey, Jesus, I give control of my life to you. Hey, Jesus, I just believe what the Word says, what you've said in the Scriptures. I trust you. You have my best interests at heart. No matter what I'm going through, no matter the season, no matter what I'm experiencing, if I'm on a mountaintop or if I'm in a valley, Jesus, I trust you. And not only that, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to follow you, Jesus, on the adventure of life that you have. I'm going to step out in faith. Come on, there's some people here today. God is calling you to step out in faith, to take that next step where He wants you to be. You're going to say, I want to follow you, Jesus, to step out, to be guided by you, to be led by your Holy Spirit. He wants to take us to green pastures. He wants to lead us to still waters. He wants to restore our souls. The shepherd, sorry, the sheep trust their shepherd and the sheep follow their shepherd. If you want to close your eyes this morning, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. Lord God, this morning, I thank you for your scriptures. 
that talk to us, that speak to us. God, I thank you today you have said to us, I am a good shepherd.